0: November marks National Native American Heritage Month, and today on Savvy Citizen, we're talking with Catawba Nation Chief Bill Harris and Tribe Administrator Elizabeth Harris about the Two Kings Casino, the history of the Catawba people, and some other things that you may not know about the Catawba Nation. So we're here on Savvy Citizen. We've got um, a pair of special guests today. We've got Chief Bill Harris and Tribe Administrator Elizabeth Harris from the Catawba Nation. We want to thank both of them for coming in and joining us today on Savvy Citizen. Well, you're most welcome, and thank you for having us. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Here with Janet Schaefer and, and Janet, we're talking to both Elizabeth and, and to Chief Harris a little bit about the new Two Kings Casino, as well as just kind of a little bit of the, the history of the Catawba tribe in general. And Chief Harris, I want to start a, start with you. Um, what made you decide to get involved in the politics
1: of the Catawba Nation? I think the quickest answer is probably ignorance. Ah, okay. <laughs> I, I, that feels That's like an honest answer. A,
2: yeah, good start for getting involved in nearly anything. <laughs>
1: My involvement with with um, becoming in the political field was trying to get elections for for the nation. So, with that, the nation had not held elections since 1975. So, we went through a time period during the lawsuit um, over with North, North Carolina and South Carolina over 144,000 acres. It goes back to a, an 1840 treaty. Mm-hmm. So with that there was a settlement and a timeline had been created by the by Congress to to, to have hold elections and it wasn't being canceled so okay it wasn't that I wanted to be elected I just felt like people just need to, to hold an election
2: yeah so if you said um, no election since 1975 to 2011 is
1: when 2007
2: 2007 okay yeah. okay so what happened in that time period in between? Who was, how did you determine chief, or was it just something that this, the last one just stayed as chief?
1: The interesting thing was, was in 1978, the citizens came together under their constitution, where they meet twice a year. And they decided that they would actually violate their own constitution by saying,
2: we're going to enter into
1: a lawsuit, so we're going to keep the leaders in, in office until that lawsuit is settled. Mm. Well, okay. nobody anticipated it would go from 1978 to 1993. Oh my gosh! So that was the that was where the the, the election process stopped. Mm-hmm. So, but it was done by the people. But yeah. it was in violation of their own constitution. Wow! Now, somebody
0: listening might go, "Well, the, the Catawba Nation, you're a federally re- recognized tribe in South Carolina. You're based out of the Rock Hill area, correct?" Ah, uh, I'm glad you actually brought that up. Right. So, so why would there be a Catawba Nation casino? In Kings Mountain, in, in the Gaston County part of North Carolina, right there on the Gaston County, Cleveland County line. Uh, let's talk about history.
1: Yeah. History is, is, is where we all, where this all comes from. Exactly. So, in the beginning, you had 12 colonies. They were under British rule. And because the people in the north part of the Carolinas and the people in the south part of Carolinas couldn't get along, it split so now you have a North and a South Carolina. Okay. But prior to the Carolinas, we're talking about indigenous lands of, right. of the Catawba Nation. So Catawba really didn't care that there was a, um, a Carolina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They could care less if there was a North and a South. As far as the, the lines that went, went through our Aboriginal lands, meant absolutely nothing. Right. So when you take your 2021 brain and ask the question, How's that possible? Mm -hmm. Well, you have to remove your 2021 brain, drop back to 1840, well, 1790, and say, okay, the reason that they're called a South Carolina tribe is because of what we as the U.S. government did, not what the the indigenous community did. We became a South Carolina tribe only because North Carolina, when they were mapping out the territories between North and South Carolina, they came across the um, Catawba lands, and North Carolina said, you know, we've got enough issues. <laughs> so if you actually look on the map of North and South Carolina, you'll see a, a little V, and that V is is at that corner right there is Catawba lands, and North Carolina walked around it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So.
2: Oh, now I've got to pull up a map, but I'll wait.
0: So historically, this and going back, you know, 200, 300 years, this land was Catawba Nation land. And was there also Cherokee tribe in, in the area or was it primarily just settled by the Catawba? If you, if you deal
1: with historians, what, what they'll show you is, you know, indigenous communities moved. You know, we, were, we weren't as nomadic as, as, the, as the Western tribes. Mm. And that's mainly because we didn't have to follow our, our food source. You know, our food source was close by, so when we got to the point where you're looking at um, who was in the area, I mean, Catawba is was basically on a a warpath route that later became a trade route, the okay. colonist. So a lot of tribes came in into the area that is now known as as Catawba, Catawba County. You know, I mean, you that's that's really up there in in, in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So when people say, you know, well, how did it get to be Catawba County? Well, I think that you know, first and foremost, the name came from the indigenous community. The you know, the indigenous community did not adopt the name Catawba, mm.
3: right? And I think it's important for people to know because I I know there's been um, media out there that has said, you know, this is Cherokee land versus this is Catawba land, right? And kind of building on what the chief said. You know, there's probably a time in history when Cherokee people were in the area. We know that there's times in histories when in the in history when Catawba people were in the area. We didn't really have strict borders. You know, like like Chief said, we moved around. So, right. you know, we we don't deny that there probably was a time in history when there were members of the Cherokee tribe that were in this area. Just like we know that there were members of our tribe that were in this area during history.
0: What was the formation of the the modern day Catawba nation like, cause he talked about, you know, kind of, it took until what, 2007 to have a formal election for the chief, there was a lawsuit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me a little bit, if you can, about just from, you know, the, the foundation of the United States as, as a country, you know, in the, you know, the whole late 1700s to, you know, fast forward 200 years and the Catawba nation being recognized by, the, by that U.S. government.
1: Well, let's 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 back it up to 1540. Okay. Okay. 1540 is when the Spanish came in came into this area, mm-hmm. and prior to that, they you know they started out in Florida, worked their way north, and they were looking for the city of gold. Mm. So, the city of gold that was referenced they were looking for was Cojedeschi, which is outside of Camden, South Carolina. Okay. So, but as as they were coming through, they they started out they as they built a fort. Pardo did. Outside of um, Hickory, mm. and there they established a fort and, and kept going. They never yeah. did find the city of gold. They did find Kofitachechi, and when they found this, found the city of Kofitachechi, they actually captured the the. Um, and I love saying this: the chief trust of of the mm. <laughs> of, nice. of, female leader <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> of of the of Kofitachechi. Okay, and. From there, you know she she did escape, but.
2: Nice. So a female that's, leader that also escaped—that's pretty. Uh, I know that's, that's cool, right? Yeah. What was her name?
1: Actually, uh, we don't have a name for mm-hmm. yeah, you know, but uh, but only because of the records, and you know, we ha- we have no written language, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it, w- it would be all oral. But the Spanish in their diaries wrote the Lady of Cofetechequi.
2: Okay, I like Chief Trist too. I, I, think <laughs> I prefer Chief Trist myself. <laughs> Tell us about. Um, the name to King's Casino?
1: Oh, that's an easy one. Yeah? Yeah. When you look at the location, it's King's Mountain.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Catawba has had a, a long-lasting relationship with the city of King's Mountain. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, one of the things that, that we do like to share with, with individuals, our people, and, and with Catawba history is, we were the scouts. Catawba were the scouts for the, for the Battle of King's Mountain. Mm. So... When the British were coming across, you know, in many ways, we had home court advantage because those, those were our, our, our lands. Mm-hmm. So we were able to actually provide a lot of uh, um, assistance to the, to the patriots. Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing I think a lot of people should like, would like to note is there were only three indigenous communities that actually sided with the patriots from the beginning to the end. There were, there were indigenous communities that went in and out of it, mm-hmm. but Catawba was one of the three. Oh, wow.
2: And this, this is something that we talked about this on a recent episode um, about the Revolutionary War in general. And, and I just mm-hmm. did not realize, you know, you learn the history book version of it. And, and then you realize the reality of it is that, yes. the, um, yeah, all kinds of Catawba tribe was involved. You know, there was a lot of other wars <laughs> going on within the war and mm-hmm. um, a lot more people were involved. Then you would think, I thought it was just British people fighting, you know, settlers, but no, not well, at all.
1: <laughs> well, prior to the Revolutionary War, there was the French and Indian War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, there you definitely had the, um, the, the French influencing the indigenous communities to, to, go, to go against the, the crown. Mm-hmm. So, but George Washington, when, when, the, when it was all said and done, he made a proclamation, we need to do something about this. History has taught us that if we have people coming in, you have armies within your borders now. They're indigenous armies. Mm-hmm. We should do everything we can to make those armies ours. Mm-hmm. That was sort of the, the, the beginning of the relationship mm-hmm. of indigenous communities and what is now called the United States. Prior to that, it was all about the crown. Mm. But because of the treaties that were granted by the crown to indigenous communities, when the U.S. government came into was formed and the Congress was, was was made, they honored those treaties. So, that was your first and foremost declaration as a federally recognized tribe under that new, new new government.
2: So, Two Kings was named after.
1: Two Kings was af- was named after the um, location, Kings Mountain, uh-huh. and the other was we. There was a tribal leader uh, who died in 1763. He was very instrumental during the French and Indian Wars. And he, he was also sort of the, the voice, mm-hmm. for Catawba for many generations, even after his death. Mm-hmm. And his name was Hagler, and his title was King. Mm. So, okay. So now you have, the communities reuniting, indigenous community, and the community of Kings Mountain. So now you have two kings.
2: Okay, that's fascinating. So it's not because I f- will feel like a king when I go to the casino. And <laughs> well, hopefully you will. Right.
1: Well, if you have two kings, I hope you do feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And Chief Harris actually did
3: um, come up with the name. But I think as we thought about it more and more, of course we liked the historical significance. Sure. But also you think of two kings, a pair of kings when you're yes. playing. Oh, very nice. Um, and yes. then feeling like a king, yes. that, that's also a good a good take on it. So we felt like there were a lot of – modern day ways that it connected to a casino as well that were it kind of just all wove together
2: really nicely. Right. Yeah. This is fascinating. So so what's happening at the casino now? Expansion. Expansion. But it's open, right? It is open. Okay.
1: Okay. Well, it
0: seems like it's gone really well. I mean, it seems like from everything I've read from just kind of an outsider's perspective that it's almost gone better than you ever could have imagined in terms of the public reception and and just the number
1: of people coming out and you make a very good point what we we there were projections and i'll be honest with you I, you know always take projections and cut them in half sure yeah for, at least that that's uh, uh, that's local government budgeting so. 101 right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: and that's what we're used to with government yeah. budgeting yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah because we never know what's coming until it actually comes uh-huh. but when we opened july 1st we were met with you know open arms people welcomed us uh, into the community they liked the the even though it, it was not the facility we had anticipated opening. Right. But due to some slowdowns with NIGC and DC, we opened with the, the facility that's out there now. It's it's a temporary facility, it's five hundred machines. Mm-hmm. But it grew so fast that what we decided to do was after we looked at it was let's let's expand this to to allow more people to actually participate. Because so what we were ha- hearing was, you know, gosh I wish all had, had more machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and th- and that was coming from the public it wasn't coming from it wasn't coming from the accountants right right <laughs> it <laughs> yes. was it, it was coming from the public so with that we we are now scheduled to open in in december with another 500 machines wow
2: wow okay and will so, that be the final phase or final phase for a little while and
1: what you know going back to something that that, that you said earlier you know it's it's everything is driven by by the economy mm-hmm. so However, this this works out, you know, will be driven by you know how quickly we expand, just as we went from five hundred to a thousand machines mm-hmm. in a short period of time. Will be driven by what happens with the thousand machines. Right. Yeah. So it's you know it it is revenue generated.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does this what does this revenue mean for the Catawba Nation? Or this this source of revenue, I guess, is the better question. Yeah.
1: Let's just go with if you were any community, mm-hmm. any government. And you were given a revenue source that now could answer a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. How do you address those when you did not have the ability before? Mm-hmm. I think it's the best way to actually run that run that through through the mind meter mm-hmm. and, and see where that goes. And I know from Elizabeth's perspective as tribal administrator, she has a different point of view.
3: Well, not exactly different, but, but one way that I try to explain it to people is You know, most governments collect taxes, and that's how they provide services for their people. And as Indian tribes, we don't collect taxes from our people. Um, We do get to participate in a lot of federal programs, Um, some of those as set-aside, some of those as competitive grants. And up until this point, you know, 99% of our revenue to provide programs and services are through um, grant and contract programs through mostly the federal government, some through the state governments. Um, And so, you know, having a source of revenue to expand on those um, and not have the restrictions that come with federal grants and contracts, you know, those are really great, and we've been able to do a lot with those to provide those services. But um, I think anybody who's worked with grants before knows that when you're trying to create a program – those grants come with restrictions. Oh yeah. Sometimes you can find a grant for this, you know, a, portion A of a project and portion C of a project, yep. but not portion B. So now we'll be able to fill in those gaps mm-hmm. and really be able to um, improve the programs and services available for our people um, with those unrestricted
2: funds. So, do you have any special project? I'm thinking in terms of I can get we could get government budgeting nerdy together, but <laughs> oh, we could <did>. uh, <laughs> yes. But do you have Specific projects that you will be spending it on, or um, is it just to boost current services?
1: Strategic planning is, yeah. is, is going to be the, you know, you can throw a lot of money mm-hmm. at anything. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do it strategically, mm-hmm. then you're not going to, to, to end it with what you're hoping to. So now that we have the a uh, revenue source that is that will be the tribe's, and then we now it's the time for us to start looking at how we're going to actually make those make those dollars benefit programs and citizens.
3: Yeah, and we've b- begun some of those conversations, but I definitely think we want to continue to get feedback from our elected leaders, from our people, um, but just a you know a few things that have been on our radar: um, our cultural services. Um, that's an area where it's really hard to find federal grants um, to mm-hmm. to provide um, cultural um, programming. And that can be both for within the tribe, like helping our tribal citizens know our history and learn uh, different crafts like pottery, bead making, basket making. But it can also be educating the surrounding community about Catawba and our history. And so I know that that's an area where we really want to um, build the existing programs that we have um, but of course like all governments we also have roads that need to be yeah. Oh, yeah. better maintained we have you know just a, a plethora a lot of tribes um, use casino funding to help with educational programs including scholarship programs for their people health care programs um, and so all of those things are things that we're talking about and wanting to uh, work towards uh, better programming for our people.
0: How big and, the,
3: and the surrounding community. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. How big is the Catawba Nation in terms of the, the residents that live there? And then uh, I would assume that there's members of, of the nation that don't live there that live elsewhere. Yeah. The
1: citizenship is about 3,500. Okay. On the two parcels of land that's currently considered reservation lands, you probably have 1,200.
0: Okay.
1: And within a 50-mile radius, maybe 1,500 okay. citizens within that. So we're all over the United States, and counting the, the ones who are in service, we're, we're now covering parts of the world. Mm. So.
2: And so how many jobs did, did the casino create, or do you plan for it to create again? Projections are one thing. Oh, my <laughs> gosh.
1: This right here was the best part about, about the whole whole deal. When we were talking about coming into um, Cleveland County, we met with – Cleveland County, we met with um, – um, the representative of Kings Mountain, mm-hmm. and we told them what we thought was coming. Yeah. But what we also made them very aware mm-hmm. of it is we don't have a crystal ball, so we don't know how, right. how this is going, going to impact. You know, all we know is if we if we do this, there will be jobs created, mm-hmm. and there will be jobs created on the trust lands, and there also will also be jobs that will be created because of the casino, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So. Right now, what we have is we have 247 employees. I think at the at the casino, it runs 24 hours, seven days a week. That was
2: my next question. Yeah,
1: and so I can
2: go there. I can go there anytime. You can. Go. I'm
1: going. Yeah, may, I'm going you you anytime. <laughs> you may go there anytime. Well,
2: and you know, I think
3: we we had projections with kind of full build out. You know, how many employees that could be, and it's you know thousands, which is really exciting. Of course, for mm-hmm. the long term. But even just the job fair that we held
1: oh, in Shelby, please go in detail.
3: Um, that. for the hiring of the casino, was for for this phase the 250 jobs that we had. Um, it was amazing the turnout that we had, especially in in the current job market. You know, you keep yeah. hearing about how hard it is to find help, so we were really concerned that you know we might only have 50 people show up. Yeah. But um, we had hundreds of people waiting in line. We had
1: 878 people. Wow.
3: Wow. For those 250 jobs. And people were getting hired on the spot. And I was in kind of the final room where we were writing the job offer and collecting their initial information to get them onboarded. And I literally had people come in. So they'd been there all day. They had Mm -hmm. gone through interviews. And they get to me and they said, Oh, I have the job? (laughs) Yes, you have the job. Sign here. You know, here's your offer letter. So it was just really neat to be a part of. I've never been a part of that much hiring Mm -hmm. having at one time. And just, you know, even though people had been there all day, they were so excited and so happy. Um, And really, from what I've heard, that's continued on as they've started working at the casino. You know, I've heard great feedback about just how, um, great, the customer service is there. How ever, how happy everyone seems to be working there. So, it's really been a great experience
2: to be part of. And you know, it probably is very exciting. It's a you know, it's a new, it's new. So they get to help be a part of building this new thing up. And um, but just the environment, I'm sure, is exciting too. So. Well,
1: and let me add on to that. The thing that I never knew about was how many jobs actually are inside of the, the casino world. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And the other, the part of the part about this is there are people that we are now having conversations with who went through college, mm-hmm. was working at casinos during, during the summer months, and actually have stayed in that world. Yeah. so and they have traveled all over the world with that mm-hmm. because casinos are everywhere, sure. Yeah. So once you once you get you know in, into the world, you can just about go anywhere you want to go, whether it's United States or outside the United States. But it's there are so many jobs that are, that are affiliated with casinos that I knew nothing about.
2: Yeah, a whole new world of uh, yeah. Exactly. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have terrible luck, so if you ever need somebody to come and be a cooler, as they call it, <laughs> call <me. laughs> isn't that what they call it?
1: Actually, that that that, that is a term. Yes.
2: That like makes people luck slow down. <laughs> actually, it is. I've you never are. had good luck either, okay. so I'm with you. <laughs> if there's ever a job for that? You let me know. Oh, we'll definitely have you on, on speed
0: dial. <laughs> You put that on your resume, bad <laughs> luck, <term. laughs> right?
1: Um, well, probably if she, she could probably do some contract work in, in Vegas just by going, exactly right. <laughs> do
2: they like do they actually pay people for that? I don't oh, know. Yes. Do they? <laughs> oh. oh, okay. That, that okay. person shows Got up, to Google up some stuff at later. the craps
0: table, and all of a sudden people are looking at them like, Where'd you come from? I right?
2: Like, yeah. I love the idea of like just. Banking off of your terrible luck, though. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to explore that a little bit more after
0: this. You've got
1: to find some way to make it <laughs> useful. I don't know what your cosmic energy is, but keep it over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway.
0: well, it sounds like you've got enough good luck surrounding this casino to, to even
1: ward off anything that Janet's got <laughs> sending your way. Well, and the thing that, that has been very, very um, enlightening to, to, to the, especially for me, was is the attitudes of, of the people who are coming. They, they are coming with with the attitude of, it's not about getting rich; it's about just having something to interact with. Mm-hmm. So when people say, "Well, gaming is, is is bad," you know, these people are coming in and and they have a dollar amount that they that they're going to spend. Mm-hmm. And when they once they reach that, they they get up and they'll say, "Well, we'll be back at another time." Right. Mm-hmm. The, the The other part I like about it is the there seems to be. Um, more of a, a positive attitude in the community as a whole, because of mm-hmm. the—I uh, love—I love saying this—the sheriff's department. We we use them on the site, okay. And Cleveland County has um, their sheriff's department. Love this because you know it's extra income. But mm-hmm. the other part of it is is the customers come there and they see faces that they already know. Right. Yeah, and it provides them with a sense of comfort. So when they see Joe sitting at, at, up there or driving through the parking lot, you know they wave, carry carry on conversations, and like I said, it's 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 community involvement in this.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm so excited about it. Is, is it's just something so cool within driving distance, you know, to to me, and I can like you said, I can go at any time. I am very excited about that, but I never thought about being in that environment and. Also having a sense of community, I think i got to go to Vegas or somewhere. and It's a little scary and, you know, yeah, <laughs> or a little uh, overwhelming, I would say. But, yeah, that's I'm excited. I really am excited about this, and I think a lot of people are.
1: And the thing that, that we saw when, when, we, when we talked to the business leaders of Cleveland County and uh, we sat down and had a conversation with them, and what we said was, you know, this is what we're going to bring to the area. Mm-hmm. And what came back from them is, well, if you're really going to build this, as soon as you build, as soon as you get it up, then I'm going to build this. So, yeah. it's not just what they needed was an economic catalyst. Uh-huh, you know, sure. When the textile industry left left this area, yeah. nothing came back in, mm-hmm. and that and that speaks for a lot a lot of uh, regions in the south. Sure. So, the casino is 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 sort of like the economic catalyst because with that, when we talk to, to people who have you know land um, business owners who had land. First thing they said was, well, if you're I'm doing it, I'm doing a mini mall. Sure. Oh, oh. Nice. So.
2: What else can I expect to come
1: up around this? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think that the, the, there is no map for it. Right. So it, it'll be driven by by the economics of it. And it'll be driven by outside influence as well as inside influence. Yeah. So, th- you know, right now there's nothing between Atlanta and Raleigh. Yeah. That That would actually be this focal point. So
2: is that like, it's like right in the middle too, isn't it? Three. Just about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's, it's not exactly
0: the same thing, but you look at a place like Carowinds and you look at all the businesses that surround it and it's like, you get hotels, you get restaurants, you get Mm -hmm. all of these different complimentary businesses that come up around it because now you've got this destination place. Mm -hmm. And I would think that a casino and and would attract some of the same things where you have people that maybe they want to come out and spend a weekend and so they're going to want a place to stay. And, and, and right. that's the other part.
1: And as we build out and we start bringing uh, live entertainment, mm-hmm. then that, that that's another portion of, of the, so, you know, now you bring a, 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 another group of people. So it isn't so much about gaming. Mm-hmm. It's just that gaming was going to be the catalyst to build it out. Right.
3: Right. And I do think it's important to note, uh, to note for the listeners that, you know, even though we, we did have to start with our smaller modular facility to really just get, something started Um, you know we do still have plans for those I think in every um, article that was printed for a long time you know there were renderings of this big building Mm -hmm. you know that is still where we're headed Um, you know there will be restaurants and hotels on site um, live entertainment like Chief said really a a destination resort Mm -hmm. is the ultimate goal but it's, you know, we're at the point now where we're just figuring out the timing of that. And, of course, everything else that goes with that as far as financing and, you know, sure. we have to get the proper approvals um, through in, NIGC, which is the Nas- National Indian Gaming Commission. So, you know, it's a process. But we do want people to know that, you know, this is just the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm And NIGC, National Indian Gaming Commission, it is regulated gaming. So when people say, are they regulated? We are strictly regulated. Got
0: it.
2: So well, what's an example of the unregulated? Is that like the um, internet cafe kind of yes. game? Yes,
3: okay.
1: mm-hmm. that is. Okay, so that's that, a different That, that ma- is okay. Un- unregulated. Okay. And the other part about the internet cafe is we're doing brick and mortar.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So the money will stay in the state. Yeah. Internet cafes, is, there's you, know, yeah, who knows? you can be anywhere.
2: So if I want to plan a trip now... What do I need to know? What do I need to know before I go?
1: Eighty-five South Exit Five. Yeah, oh, there right. you go. <laughs> 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 do I, uh, it's like you said that a time or two.
2: <laughs> do I, look, is there a hotel on site currently? No. Is no. there one nearby? There are some. like there,
1: there are directly
2: across the street. Yeah. yeah. And there is are. that where people usually stay? They'll stay in the hotels over there, and then mm-hmm. but you will eventually have a hotel. Yes. Okay. Yes, and. Like Chief said earlier, there there may be
3: outside hotels that are built mm-hmm. just because they know oh yeah uh, the number of visitors that are coming, uh, but right now I think it's um, one exit up in
2: Kings Mountain is the closest mm-hmm. hotel. And is there um, any other type of Chief? I heard you're a potter. Is there any type of like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Crafts like for cult- sale or cultural. yeah, cultural events or activities that or things I can participate in of that nature. Time. N-
1: not at this time, but that is all part of the the, the 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 big plan, and with the big plan, what we'll end up doing is it's going to be all, also about educating. Yeah. So.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Right now we don't have the word resort in the in the mix, but that's coming, mm-hmm. and with that, you know what resort, you know what comes with that. So there will be people you know who'll be coming just just for the spa. That's what, what I was going to say. Spas,
3: yeah. yes. Yes, I can't wait for a spa. But yeah. <laughs> I will make one plug, though, for anyone who wants to learn more about about the Catawba Nation. Right here at the Shield Museum, they have great oh, gosh, information yeah. about the tribe, both in their indoor exhibit and they also have a Catawba Village outdoors. Hmm. Um, so it's right here close by for people that live in Gaston County, so I would definitely put a plug in for them. They do a great job. And work closely with the tribe on how they represent um, our our history and culture.
2: So, do you see like a partnership with them for the cultural side at all, or will you will that be kind of homegrown for you all?
1: I think well, well, once again, I think the more people you get involved mm-hmm. in, a, in a community project, mm-hmm. you know, you, you you touch more lives that way. Mm-hmm. So, developing relationships. I mean, that's that's been Catawba's lifestyle since since 1540. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, with with the European contact.
3: Yeah, and I don't we haven't necessarily had any conversations with them so far, but I know we have a great partnership with them. They have a Kataba Day, I believe every November. Yeah. I don't I'd have to look up the dates for this year, but we partner with them, we bring drummers and dancers and, you know, have a Kataba Day there. So yeah. it would be a natural extension of our existing partnership with them and relationship with them.
2: Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. I used to, uh, well, for six months, I worked at the Show Museum as a maintenance person, so I spent a lot of time in that trip. <laughs> yeah, it was a good hiding
1: spot. Put well, that out. Maintaining the <laughs> exhibits. Let's go, let's go with that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Maintaining the exhibits, yes. yes. But it was, I did learn a lot. I mean, I spent a lot of time in these exhibits, and I did, I learned a lot. Um, and, yeah, yeah, it's it's all very, very it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's an incredible museum when you yeah.
1: Like you said. Yeah. They, they've done they've done a, a really good job with 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 what they have there, mm-hmm. and I, I do hope the, the the citizens of Gaston County actually you know mm-hmm. visit because it's so there's a, there's a wealth of information there.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, and you know it really is a well visited uh, museum. It really is. Um, there was a time where um, I had to I had to, and this was pre COVID. Um, there were too many people. We had to stop letting people in. Like it's oh wow, it's crazy. it's yeah. great. Yeah, um, it it was to meet a possum. There, it was possum day. They were meeting up, <laughs> but I could not believe like people flocked to this museum for but, the possum for the possum. Okay, and it's days like that, like a day, you would be surprised at just how many people. S- social media, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you'll have more people than are allowed in the museum. One time, say that they're attending on social media and for things like that, bug day. Robot, mm. Robotics Day, just sure. all kind of stuff. Did the okay. possum see a
1: shadow? So
2: <laughs> the possum got really tired, and it, we had it, a lot. We had a lot. We had a lot of people. It's really sad that day because they had to. They couldn't come in, but I could not believe. I could not believe how many people go to that museum. Um, it was just fascinating. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. cut the possum out too. But yeah, his name was nope. Avery. Poor Avery. It's possum covering.
0: Bowl mount of people.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did, I had a lady who, who has control of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> Me, unfortunately. <laughs> I had a lady that I had to turn away who had uh, changed her name to Possum.
1: Oh my she gosh. She was
2: Devastated.
0: Oh, I wow! Bet she was. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Not because of this possum, but because of. it. Anyway, in general. Sorry, I tend to I tend to go <laughs> out of left field on okay. this podcast sometimes. It'll Very get interesting. That. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm. I I think growing up here, I took it took the shield for granted, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, working there for six months. I realized, like, wow, this is a huge part of this this community, and and yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I learned a lot. They do a
3: great job, and I think um, a lot of that is probably. I think they do a great job of of having special events and advertising them, like the Catawba Kat- Day and other yeah. things. I didn't yeah. know about
2: the Possum Day. But.
3: <laughs> <laughs> now
0: you're going to be looking for this on the website. Like, when can I go find the possum? They, they may no. have reti- He
2: got he got. I think it was a little too much on that part. They might may have never done that again. I don't know. <laughs> but the the um. Plantarium. Oh, I spent many mm-hmm. lunch yes. breaks in there, too. Yeah. It was great. Yes. It was great. I learned about, like, Flint napping and, like, the old way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It was just fascinating. That's just such a cool place. Yeah. Edit all of this out, please. Okay. John, if you're listening, this <laughs> out. <laughs> I do. i sorry. I go all in left field. And
1: this is, we're actually supporting the Shield Museum today. Right? <laughs> right? <All> savvy Citizen. <laughs> <No. laughs> so, um. But you don't know. It's their sponsor. <laughs> this <It> episode. <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: I wonder just for, for both of you, like what is it like being in leadership and what, what are your hopes for the future of the Catawba Nation kind of moving forward?
3: It's a very interesting time to work for the tribe. I feel like we're just in a um, time of rapid growth, um, which is very exciting. But as a leader, it's also a little scary um, because it seems like things are moving so fast um, and trying to get a handle on all of that. Um, But I I think that we have a very bright future and um, I'm just excited since I work on the government side to really be able to dig in and figure out, you know, where those gaps exist in our services and those new services that we can uh, bring to our, um, our citizens. When we had those types of conversations before, it was just a dream, like maybe one day we can do this. But now it's more of a reality, mm-hmm. and um, and so I think that you know that's our challenge as leaders to to figure out what our community needs the most. Um, but also, it's just really exciting to finally be able to make those things a reality. I, I think Chief and I both would agree that education is one of our biggest priorities. We have um, so many citizens that are the first generation trying to go to college, and they need help navigating that. And one of the biggest barriers is the, the funding. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a barrier for all people trying to go to college. Well, most all people. But... um, you know a, a lot of times they at least have someone in their family that they can say hey can you help me navigate this process so being able to provide that level of support being able to help people if they have that aspiration to be able to make it a reality that's that's really life changing for people it, it changes the trajectory of their own lives and then probably every, everyone their children and children's children after that. right and so, um, you know, I think that, that that's definitely very exciting, but all the programs and services that we could provide um, will will really help our citizens overall their quality of life.
2: So, like you said, growth can be good and also scary, um, especially in your roles. What, how much, how many staff do you have? Well, our our staff is
3: growing right now. Mm. Um, I would say, um, you know, all of our staff are pretty much uh, supported through a particular grant or program. And like a lot of governments, we have very similar type programs. We have, you know, Economic Development Department. We have, you know, Land Department, um, Family Services, which is our like our Department of Social Services. Mm -hmm. And so our staff is growing. Right now um, we have about just – I just gave this number yesterday – 137 employees, I believe – Mm-hmm. um so but we're yeah. in a time of rapid yeah. growth
2: yeah 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 it sounds like you do a lot though like you personally you, both of you actually yeah yes a lot we're of very hands-on and that's kind of like that's kind of <laughs> I guess our yeah budget is also sometimes involved in like economic development yeah yeah it's, it's yeah it's very similar I could I could see you uh,
1: know well I even before the casino became became part of our became a rea- reality for us. It was all about trying to to take those those dollars and stretch them as far as you can yeah. stretch them, mm-hmm. and and make them you know do the best you could with them. Mm-hmm. Going back to something that that Elizabeth touched on is you know being able to offer education mm-hmm. with what's coming from 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 the casino is is a dream of of many citizens. Mm-hmm. There was a time there was no not even a thought of saying you know well. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to college, mm-hmm. and that is something we we did we did have a little bit of scholarship money, but now to be able to actually back that up mm-hmm. and say to these people, look, we're going to invest in you, yeah, because when we invest in you, you know, it's it's only gonna make the nation better, mm-hmm. and with that, them becoming better, it's a brighter future, mm-hmm. not only for those who 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 go, but for those who don't. So, you know, education is, 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 is going to be a key component to all of this.
2: Yeah. Well, that being said, you've got us. Come talk to us anytime. You've got a, something you want to, you know, to help it. At least my mom will listen to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I always say she's our biggest fan. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, I, I'm I so excited about all of this and to learn more and for everyone to learn more about it. So, yeah, anytime you want to come talk to us. But I'll, I'll be out there as soon as I get a chance. I'm ex- very excited.
1: I want everyone to, to, to know that this was, it could not have been forced upon the community. So when people talk about, what, how did Catawba get this? Well, it was, it was because Catawba actually followed the footsteps that, that were created by, by the Cherokee Nation, Eastern Band of Cherokee, and we just mirrored their, their, their process. They, they were the trailblazers for bringing casinos to, to North Carolina and i and i applaud them for that but since only fairly recognized tribes can have casinos right Mm -hmm. you know yeah um, it was you know only cherokee and now catawba Mm -hmm. so just know that you know that it it was it was researched heavily Mm -hmm. and when there was a there was a couple of years of nothing more than meetings with 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 the cleveland county community Mm -hmm. to talk about this because as i as i said earlier you know we knew about the jobs. Mm-hmm. We knew what that would bring, but we didn't know what what, what else it was gonna bring. Mm-hmm. We knew it was gonna change the, the landscape. And I you know, some people would see it as a negative, some people would see it as a positive. Mm-hmm. But without the crystal ball, the best we could hope for was, you know, whatever comes, let's 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 resolve that situation together.
2: Mm-hmm. Is there one thing that you would want people to know about contamination as a government or as a
3: Well, one thing that I always like to share is that we do operate very similarly to any other government. I think that surprises people sometimes, um, when they hear that, you know, we have similar departments and and a lot of our directors wear multiple hats where, um, a, a, a government like Gaston County would have, you know, multiple people in those roles or even departments in those roles. But, um, I, I, yeah, I think sometimes people don't realize like what does a tribe and not just the Catawba Nation, but any tribe, like what do they do today? You know yeah. they they put us in that historical context, but they don't think about us now. And so one thing I always like to share is that we do operate very similar to any government and we provide very similar services to our citizens that any government would because I just think any everybody knows that structure, so it helps to give them some context. so, you know of course we operate as a government but and we honor our history and our culture and we feel like that's very important but on the day to day what i'm doing is working with elected officials just like you guys do here sure. finding out their vision for our for our community, and then working with the staff to try to make that happen, mm-hmm. just like any other government right. would. So I yeah. think that's important for people to know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And in 1540, there was no savvy citizen. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so it's and, and, and I really do appreciate being invited to, to to be a part of the savvy citizen and and sharing Catawba with 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 Gaston County.
2: Yeah, we're excited.
1: I did have one quick follow
0: up question. It, you know, I worked with. A handful of Indian tribes when I worked in newspapers in Arizona and one of the things that was talked about a lot was um, with younger generations losing some of the language Mm -hmm. um, and not having that passed down. Is that something that you're experiencing? Because a lot of Native American Indian tribes, uh, basically it's not a written language, it's it's an oral tradition Mm -hmm. and is that something that you're trying to make sure that that doesn't get lost as as
1: generations continue? Let me touch on that one for just a second. Going back to King Angler, Mm -hmm. King Angler saw the growth that was coming. He was visionary in that. So he was very instrumental in directing Catawba people to assimilate. Mm. And the sad thing is part of that assimilation was giving up so much of themselves so that they could blend in with, with the now what was a minority community right now majority community so Catawba has given up a lot of itself but in the past 10 years and especially with the coming of, of, of this i think you know there we were we're still in that renaissance period mm. but that renaissance era is going is going to bring back a lot of that, those those not so much lost but stored away mm. items so We'll bring those items back back out.
2: And you can see a national trend as well for like a renaissance, like you said. Um yeah, there's um lots of again, podcasts, um <laughs> about uh Native American Indian culture and shows, mm-hmm. popular shows. Um and yeah, I I think for the first time in my life I my eyes have been extremely opened by a lot of those things and it's caused me to dive a lot deeper. Um so yeah, I think I th- I think it's happening on a national level too. Um just environmental issues in general yeah. are um, mm-hmm. you know more at the forefront of everyone's mind so mm-hmm. yeah yeah well
1: and, and I'll ask this of, of both of you I know what it is to be indigenous in in this country right I and but some people ask me well what does November mean to you mm-hmm. you know we now have indigenous community month right so the question now goes to each of you what is your response to how do you feel about Well, your reaction to national indigenous Ones?
0: well that's that's an excellent question and i feel like you see that some with um with columbus day where it's being Mm -hmm. transitioned in in a lot of places um and i think that there's more of a, a recognition of you know just because europeans came over you know the whole idea of columbus in 1492 and then the 1500s, obviously, you started to see more of the English and the Spanish coming over. Um, just because they came here doesn't mean that there weren't people that were already living here for hundreds, if not thousands of years, that, you know, thousands. this was this was their home. Yeah. And I think to be able to do a better job of paying homage to that, um, I think is really critically important. Um, you know, my family on both my, my dad's side and my mom's side, I think, you know, we're English and German immigrants and, you know, came over roughly 200 years or so ago. And so like, you know, generations of my family have been in the U S but we're still ultimately immigrants. You know, this, 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 you know, if you go back far enough, this is, you know, it's a country of immigrants and we're, we're not the original landowners so to speak. Um, so I, I do think that there's a greater appreciation and I hope that that continues to grow.
2: Yeah. I think, um, national indigenous month is something that's definitely um i mean been been needed always but um i really hope that that it helps um make people stop and think even if it's in schools you know this is national indigenous month let's focus on this stuff you know even if it's just for a whole month to learn because truly history books when i was in school did not cut it they did not quite cut it um you know and and that may be political but um I went to, I, went, I graduated with my master's from UNC Pembroke and didn't at all dive into Lumbee culture. I just don't know how, it, like, a lot of things have been right in front of me, and I've never taken the time to actually, like, look at them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think maybe that's what this month will do, um, force people to stop and look at it, <laughs> you know? Well, I think
1: UNC Pembroke it w- would be another podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I've visited there, so I'd, I'd like I like to go mm-hmm. go deeper in that with you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but this is something I always always tell people, and it makes it it, it is a thought process because history is what history is, mm-hmm. and sometimes we we just we just take it and not and not think about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But in 1492, you had an individual who was trying to find a trade route. At that time, they did not fully recognize that there was a landmass between Europe and Asia. He runs aground, s- assumes that he is now in India, mm-hmm. and he calls the people Indians. Now then, 1492, and we're still calling those people who are native people right, of North and South America as Indians. Now then, the twist here is. Had he been going to China? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah. crazy to think about. But you're right; it, 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 it would be no different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you would be having National Chinese Day.
2: Yeah.
1: Instead of National Indian Day. Yeah. Well,
0: Elizabeth Harris, Chief Bill Harris from the Kataba Nation. Thank you both so much for joining us today in Savvy Citizen. We really appreciate the conversation and wish you the best of luck not only with with two kings, but Um, just moving forward with the tribe.
3: Thank you.